started. I think everybody's all jealous and shit. Cause I'm like the lead singer of the band, dude. And I think everybody's got a fucking problem with me, dude. And they need to take it up with me after the show. So I get off stage, right? Drop the mic. Walk up to these hot chicks and I'm all like, What's up, ladies? My name's Slim Shady. I'm the lead singer of D12, baby. They're all like, Oh my god, it's him. Becky, oh my fucking god, it's him. I swear to fucking god, dude, you fucking rock. Please, don't you please let me suck your cotton by now. The rest of the fellas get jealous. Especially when I drop the beat and do my acapellas. All the chicks start yelling. All the hot babes. So the bras and the shirts and the panties on stage. So like every single night they pick a fight with me. But when we fight, it's kind of like sibling rivalry. Cause they're back on stage and makes night with me. Dude, I just think they're trying to steal the light from me Yesterday, Kanava tried to pull a knife on me Cause I told him Jessica Albert's my wife to be This rock star shit is the life for me And all the other guys just despise me because me These chicks don't even know the name of my band But they're all on me like they want to hold hands Cause once I blow, they know that I'll be the man All because I'm the lead singer of my band My band, my band See a nigga backwards, don't you? Hey, Dad, how come we don't rap off pro tunes? Smash these vocals and do a performance. But we in a van and he in a tour bus. You don't want my autograph, you's a liar. No, I'm swell. Oh, I thought you were conniving. What the hell is wrong with a dressing room? Cause I should've looking smaller than a decimal. See, I know how to rap. It's simple, but all I did was read a Russell Simmons book. So I'm more intact, trying to get on the map, doing jumping jacks while getting whipped on my back. Look at them little punk ass thinking he the shit. Yeah, I know, man. By himself taking on a flip. Hey, I thought we had an interview with DJ Clue. No, I had an interview, not you two. You're gonna be late for sound check. I ain't going to sound check. Nah, Mike's is screwed and up. Here's always sound best. You know what, man? I'm gonna say something. Hey, yo, L. You got something to say? Man, man. I thought you was about to tell him off, man. What's up? Man, I'm gonna tell him what I feel like, and man, shut up. You ain't even backing me up. We supposed to be cool. Man, I was about to talk right after you. I, I swear. swear. I swear, man. Don't even know the name of my band. But they're all on me like they want to hold hands. Cause once She cut his mic off when the music starts hey, yo, Ready to snap on a dumbass fan Every time I hear Hey dude, I love your band We ain't a band, bitch We don't play instruments So I get 90 and we only get 10% And these guys acting funny Every area cold Proof game of bad Bitch, carry on Can't make it to the stage Security in my way God damn it, I'm sick of this group Time for me to go solo and make some loot I told you I'd make the beats And run all the raps to a kind artist Slip me some crack. Lose yourself video, I was in the back. Superman video, I was in the back. For the media, I got some suggestions. Fuck Marshall. Ask us the questions like who would be 12? How we get started? But what about Eminem? Bitch, are you retarded? Anyway, I'm the poppiest guy in the group. Big ass stomach, bitches think I'm cute. But he told me to do sit-ups to get buff. Did two and a half and couldn't get up. Fuck D12, I'm out of this band. I'm about to start a group with the real Roxanne. Don't even know the name of my 
Once I blow, I know that I'll be the man. Yeah. Oh, because I'm the new Where'd everybody go? What's up, what's up, everybody? Uh, you know what time it is. This is Never Out of Bounds, and this is your man, El Jamal. We're going to get right into it with the word on the street. And if you didn't know, uh, well, I'm going to let you guys know now. But a Kremlin, uh, basically, this is a Russian intelligence agent, Maria Butina, has been, um, well, she's been apprehended by federal authorities and she faced a, uh, a judge today in Washington, D.C. Uh, she was basically, she's basically being charged not with espionage, which is, you know, the practice of spying, so on and so forth, but failing to register as a foreign agent. This is my this is my first issue. Why the fuck do we or will we have a foreign agent here in the first place unless they're going to tell us something that we need to know? That's me. That fuck a register. Why are you here? You don't belong here. What is your I, you'd have to be dumb not to know what the purpose of a of a spy or a Kremlin agent will be. That's that's ridiculous. However, um back to back to the situation at hand uh she has been considered a, a flight risk because of her of course of her intelligence ties and she is not exactly with uh she has she's not as not to say exactly i actually want to say she's not really involved in at all with the election uh the two i believe there were two gentlemen uh russian gentlemen that were apprehended and charged or whatever with the election meddling uh this right here is a completely different uh topic here uh this is so funny because let me just get into it um now she was basically she has been in the country for since 2016 and she's been here on a student visa and she recently got a master's degree from liberty university i'm sorry no 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 uh let me take that back she has a master's degree from i believe it's Ooh, give me one second. Yeah, actually, it is American University. Never mind. Excuse me. So it was American University in D.C. And she has been living. Uh, she'd also been in a close relationship, quote unquote, with a conservative man from South Dakota, actually a, a conservative activist from uh, South Dakota by the name of Paul Erickson. Now, uh th- the Russian officials are already starting to say this is this is being put out by the American media to discredit the the summit that's going on. But let me tell you why. Let me get deeper and all that. However, uh, she necessarily as even though they lived together, she lived with the man. She didn't necessarily uh, define this as a personal relationship because she uh, well, she was all. all 
Well, because she also offered sex to get a position at one of these quote unquote, another quote unquote here, special interest organizations. Now, social media tells her and gives her story away. It's pretty easy. She had multiple social uh, social media accounts, including Facebook, so on and so forth. Now, these places will see her at. And are mostly NRA conventions and other conservative pro uh, gun groups. She would also be seen with different conservative politicians, including the uh, Wisconsin governor, uh, the governor of Wisconsin, excuse me. And his name is, oh, excuse me, uh, Scott Walker. Yeah, so he, she's also been seen with him and other different. I'm going to go out on a limb and just say primarily uh, conservative because these are NRA events. This is, I'm definitely going to say Republican and or Libertarian. So this is interesting because we see an example of them. And I could see, you know, why Trump would not necessarily be mad at the two guys uh, who hacked the because remember they hacked the Democratic National Party and released whatever information they decided to to release. Of course, Trump is not going to necessarily come out and speak against that because he benefited from that. He be, he was elected. I'm gonna be honest. He was elected based on that. So um, with that being said, this is interesting because you see. You can say what you want. Kremlin is what they are. She was a special agent. And y'all could sit, they could sit there and try to, you know, talk, you know, question her motives for being here. But there's no, there's no real question here because she also has a handler. And her handler is not only, uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, a higher ranking official. Yes, he is uh, the deputy governor of Russia Central Bank. Uh, his name is Alexander Torshin, by the way. He's also an ex-senator for Vladimir Putin. This gets deep, y'all. So I, if, if I, so on the outside looking in, it looks like they're fucking with the with both sides, like I, like I've been saying. So again, both of these people were fucked up, and we allowed them to both be on the ticket. I'm not mad. I mean, yeah, yeah. There's some. There was some manipulation. I mean, and I, you can say what you want about. Uh, I don't know. I, you know, I'm not too sure all the the ins and outs of what you know Hilt, uh, Hillary is guilty for and all that. But we definitely see the uh, outside forces. I'm gonna call them outside forces now. Outside manip manipulation. In these, in both, uh, sex, both political sex in this country, both of the dominant ones, anyways. Like I said, she's been all with the NRA, all these conservative, mostly programmed events. Uh, I would mostly say probably throughout the South and the Midwest. Like I said, I'm gonna keep pushing this out there, she's putting this out there. She's been, she's been all, cause she put it all throughout her social media accounts that the, the feds they already know about now. She's been with all, she's, she posted a picture with all the conservative politicians, been on all their little podcasts and their radio shows talking about how she was from Siberia originally and she was from the woods and her daddy taught her how to hunt. She's been lying this whole time to a lot of different people. She's been working the system just like the mother boys was doing. Now it's looking like they work in both sides. Now it's time for, for actual, I mean, I would be concerned. Uh, definitely, I would definitely be concerned 
about this because also I've also told you uh, a couple of times in the past. It's also happened a little bit recently too. Russian uh, fighter jets have been have been flying around uh, and they've been getting as close as Canada on a couple of instances. I think they got close to Canada. I reported. I talked a little bit about that maybe sometime in, uh, about May. <clears throat> maybe even june and just recently maybe a couple of weeks ago they were around the finland area so they're 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 lurking they're definitely uh i would say up to no good i don't i don't you say what you, i don't trust putin and uh i definitely and definitely don't don't trust putin and uh some more of that that some background about this lady um Butina. She also was a a, a quote unquote. Well, I would say here she was. She said she, in her application for her uh, visa, she was an employee of Alexander Torshin. So this definitely goes back. This definitely stinks. I don't trust it. And the more and oh, and this is what the Justice Department is saying about it. Before I let it go, this is the big quote that they're trying to say here. She wanted to penetrate the U.S. national decision-making apparatus. So what that says to me, when I break it down word by word, the U.S. national decision-making apparatus, I immediately thought, Congress, we're fucked up, y'all. Y'all tripping. A lot of people's not paying attention. I, I'm here. I'm gonna be talking about it. I'm not gonna let it go. Y'all gonna be mad because I'm gonna keep putting it in y'all ear. This man's a fraud. Something fishy. Something fishy. And maybe, maybe, maybe he's not. Maybe he's. Maybe he's not as bad. Maybe they're trying. Maybe we don't know. But definitely, there's some influence here. I don't trust it. I don't really know. I don't know, man. I think Trump is 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 in is in over his head. I think he's trying to be friends. I think he's trying to be friends, and I think Putin is 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 a player, and he's suckering him in for some bullshit. Honestly, honestly, Trump think it's cool because he's he's a renegade, the renegade, aka false alpha guy. You know, alpha male. We can talk shit. We can control our media and talk shit about them. So that makes us bosses. And we can, we, you know, and Trump is trying to learn how to, you know, really, you know, kill people, you know, get people off the face of earth, wipe out, wipe out his enemies, you know, just like, just like Putin do. Watch, watch, but he gonna get played. Watch, cause they they infiltrating both sides. Peep game, they're infiltrating both sides, y'all. So they hacked the Democrats, then they sent the the hoe. Cause I told you what she did. She offered her body to get a job there, and I bet you it was the NRA. Don't play games. Let's don't play stupid. I don't fuck with the boy. I don't, now I really don't fuck with the boy. He gonna have to really do some explaining now. I don't. I don't trust him. And that boy Putin, nah, bruh. That's like. That's like. That's like Cooper Stalin. That's like. That's like modern day Stalin. Like he don't come off like Stalin, but I'm telling you, bruh, he's Stalin. Don't play yourself, kids. Anyways, we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, we got some uh we got some sports news. We gotta talk about this Kawhi trade. What is up with today? Wednesday is just a crazy day. We'll be back, y'all.
Alright, my people. So we're back. And apparently, Kawhi Leonard was traded along with his buddy, Danny Green, to the Raptors for DeMar DeRozan and center Jacob Poeto. I hope that's how you pronounce that. As well as a protected first-round pick next year. As far as I'm concerned, um, that means, from my understanding, that means it's not really going to mean too much, at least the, the draft pick. Um, I don't know if there's a winner or a Well, I guess you could say the, the Spurs won in a way. I mean, because DeMar averages about 24 points a game. Uh, he's a solid uh, shooting guard. He just, LeBron, you know, was his kryptonite, but... He really didn't get away from him now. He's still stuck around him. Uh, what they're getting to Rosen is the Raptors' all-time uh, leading scorer and also the all-time uh, leader in games played and also field, goal, field goals made. So definitely somebody who's going to come out and play all 82 games more than likely, uh, born injury, and he's definitely going to make his points. He's definitely going to contribute. Uh, so... You know, it looks like it wasn't that great of a trade on the surface. Um, of course, you know, Kawhi, he, you know, somewhat elevates the Raptors. But I think in the end, it, you know, the Spurs, when it's all said and done, I think they'll I think they'll find a way to 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 win uh, with DeMar DeRozan. I think now, um, you know, letting Tony Parker go. I'm not too sure about what what's up with Manu right now. So they're definitely in a rebuilding stage. I don't think they they fall too far off though, because I think they still have a lot of their younger players that were still you know getting into the system. So um, I think they should be solid at least with their maybe I would say probably get some depth for them. Um, maybe eventually they'll add one superstar, maybe one more you know maybe. B level star to the rotation at some point, hopefully, and that would probably boost them a little bit more. But I mean, I I think you know definitely you know add another little star from them for them, and, and they could be a possible playoff team. But um, I think they just be a little bit better off in the long run. Um, Demar Derozan already has a three year contract. Of course, he's unhappy about the trade. Um, you know, he was, he spent his whole career in Toronto and basically we all, you know, he's definitely been out there, at least on his end, uh, professing his, you know, desire to want to be in Toronto and what it meant to him to be in Toronto. And then also after the trade, he really felt betrayed and, uh, he definitely put out a tweet that, that, uh, that expressed that, you know. He said, basically, the GMs and, you know, they're not loyal and, you know, it's about loyalty. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think he's in a, in a better position um, on a on a more, in my opinion, a more stable franchise. So I think in actual in actuality, in the end, he'll be he'll be better suited as far as the Raptors go there. I, I think, you know, a lot of experts. In the NBA, a lot of the other GMs were basically saying, uh, the, for what it's worth, the Raptors had the best uh, trade package overall uh, across the board. I don't know exactly because, I mean, and it's hard to say because uh, there's not a whole lot of uh, details into what those 
a lot of those trade packages were from those other teams, including the Celtics and the seventy and the seventy sixers, excuse me. So it's hard to say. And, you know, but that's what people were saying. But, you know, with that being said, you know, I they upgrade for a year, I guess. Uh you still got Kyle Lowry. Although of course that team, that organization said everybody uh, could be moved. Uh, that was a part of that team. So who knows? Um, he could be moved. I, at this point, I don't. I don't think so. I think you have somebody that he can probably build with, and then you have a bench, and then you have actually Danny Green coming off the bench. So I mean, at least for a year, they could possibly be solid. They still have their young core with Van Fleet. They didn't lose those guys, so they actually did okay as well. Um, it's just the biggest factor for them is the simple fact that Kawhi is only going to want to be there for a year. And it's disappointing, um, which is but at, at the same time, you know, it's really weird because, you know, throughout the whole process, when he first initially said anything, he demanded that he went to an L.A. team. Now, if I'm not mistaken, both L.A. teams are inter- were interested uh, if not so, maybe the Clippers, at least definitely the Lakers. And, you know, he, in my opinion, the opportunity presented itself to go. And as a superstar, he just kind of sat back and let the Spurs do whatever they wanted to. Um, I don't know how to, I don't know. I mean, I, in a way, I feel for Kawhi. Because he has to wait another year, but I feel like again, you know, he kind of played himself. You know, he should have just, you know, said, "Fuck it, I'll go to L.A. and play with LeBron for a year or two. I mean, what's the what, what what's the harm in that? What's the what? I don't get it. Like, what's the harm in that? You know, I, I he he's a he's a and on top of that, a, a older LeBron. A LeBron that's more likely to concede and say, "Look, okay, you do you, you do the best of you, instead of you know you trying to fit into my shit or you know you know put me on. I can put you on. He's already an efficient passer. You know, I don't I don't get it. It would have behooved him to just say, "Fuck it, I just want to be a L.A. Laker and call it a fucking day." You know, he played himself. He wanted to. He you know first he you know and he and, he, and it all started from you know last year he should have just said i don't want to play for this team anymore trade me you know or whatever you know like you know he goes to you know he doesn't want to be the jerk or you don't want to be but you can't you can't just sit back and just be that the the the, the passive aggressive either like that's annoying the people as as well and they lose interest in your cause and that's what the fuck happened like people realized oh okay well maybe he's not interested and they moved the fuck on you know that's pretty much what happened and all you had was all oh, the raptors who were desperate for anything and you're only going to play for them for like a year and then you're going to want to wait for another la team and it's like who knows what the situation is with you see and this is the whole part where i don't he's crazy now he's someone he doesn't want to play next year he wants to rehab who wants to sign a player who hasn't played in two years no matter how raw they are you could be a two-time defensive player of the year or what have you what difference does it make if you haven't played in the in the past two years? At this point, not that you're because he's that's what he's definitely threatened to not play this year. That's already been something he's kind of played. That's what's up. Well, at least that's what they're reporting. 
you know so i mean it's just it's just ridiculous he just just said this is what i want to do i want to play for the lakers and that's it that's it there's no there's no you know if ands or buts about it that's what you wanted to do do it you know man be a man about it play yourself now you gotta play for the raptors for a year and hope that you don't get injured and hope that you have a, uh, I would say, you would still need an all-star. Well, you would probably still get, nah, because you, you, he wouldn't get max numbers if he had a fall-off season. So, he better hope he he comes to play next year. I'm, I question his motivation because if he doesn't play, I don't see him getting max money at this point. He's too old for that shit. He should have he should have played. He should have been playing. They're going to be looking at they gonna be looking at Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving got to play ball this year. Because, I mean, if it doesn't matter. See, let's say, for instance, he decides to fleece the Celtics. If if he, if he injures, if he fucks up and gets injured again, or if he doesn't have a bomb season, who's going to want to sign to that max deal? Look at DeMarcus Cousins. Shit. Oh, I mean, he went to the Warriors. That, and, you know, that's because, you know, he could have won there, but all that. But he could have, nobody was really trying to give him a max contract like that. And they knew that's what he wanted from the get-go. But he injured. He coming off a big injury. Ain't nobody trying to, you know. Shit. You know, Kawhi, I'll get a pass. I'll give him that to an extent. But he can't just sit. He can't just not play for a whole year again and expect to get mass contract money. I'm going to say that much. So, whatever he decides to do, he better play. All right. We got some NFL news here. And um, it looks as though. Uh, Darrell Revis, uh, all-time, uh, all-time great, uh, I'll say, in my opinion, especially in this era, uh, the past, um, he's, uh, he's been playing, well, he's played since 2007, so definitely in that era, uh, he's one of the best cornerbacks, but, uh, he's retired today, uh, he was released by Kansas City in February, and uh, this is what happens to a lot of, uh, especially skilled position players. I feel um, as soon as they hit that thirty, that thirty uh, mark, and the minute they get cut by a team, it usually leads to a downhill pattern where they're not getting a whole lot of work. Uh, they might sit out a season, maybe two, or maybe like you know you know, do spot duty here, there, wherever, what if they were to get signed. And that pretty much is what happened to him. He played in five games last year and started in two of them. He even played a little bit in the, uh, I think he even started the playoff game um, this year. If not, he definitely played in it. But uh, in his 11, in his 11 seasons in the league, he also played for the Jets. That was his original team. That's where he spent the most, uh, the most, most time in his career and put up some of his best numbers as well. He also played for the Patriots as well as the Buccaneers. And uh, like I said, he's a seven-time Pro Bowler and a first team, a four-time first-team All-Pro, and uh, he's second in terms of uh, cornerbacks in that regard. Uh, he's second only to Deion Sanders. So that's, uh, in my opinion, uh, that's a pretty good stat to have. And I definitely say he's a Hall of Famer in his career. He has 25 intercep- uh, interceptions and 140 pass deflections. So definitely one of those guys that. Uh, he was an island. Definitely, they they called him Rivas Island for a reason. Um, 
140 plus deflections doesn't seem might not seem like a whole lot, but you gotta understand when you were that dominant as a cornerback, at least in the 2000s, I would say 2006, 2005, especially when you had people like Namdi Asamoa for the Raiders, there would be, you know cornerbacks i think even richard sherman might have suffered a little bit from that in his early his his real legion of boom prime years where you'd be so dominant it wouldn't even test it wouldn't throw the ball to your side of the field so you would it would look like you didn't get any stats but in reality you know it, you're, you're getting the most important psychological stat down to the point where they're not throwing the ball to that side of the field so you know, unfortunately, you don't get the stats, but at the same time, they respect you enough not to even really test you unless you might come in a little bit injured or, or what have you. But definitely one of the best man-to-man coverage receivers in like the past 10 to 15 years, um, you know, but definitely in his last couple of years. And he started to realize this, too. He did fall off a little bit. And, you know, that just happens, you know, with age and stuff like that. You know, you can't you can't fight for all the time. You know, your prime comes and then it goes. And, you know, we all a lot of us, at least people my age, we're starting to get in the middle of our prime. So time is ticking. Time is ticking. All right, my people, we're going to take one last quick break. And then when we come back, we're gonna uh, talk a little bit of uh, some boxing. Uh, we, we got some Manny, pa- we got Manny Pacquiao calling out Floyd Mayweather, lost his mind. And we're gonna talk about a couple cruiserweights. We're gonna talk some cruiserweight action as well. And um, and I wanted to get quickly into my feelings about uh, not necessarily into my feelings, but I wanted to get into um, you know, a lot of a lot of the current boxing matches I've been seeing. They've been uh they've been on streaming apps lately and just being streamed overall and not even broadcasted on uh on national TV and we're gonna get into a little bit about about how I feel about that so we'll be, we'll take a quick break and I'll be right back with it. Y'all, I'm getting ready to put y'all up on something, man. Yo, when you see something ill, you know what I mean? That shit is woke. Anything ill you see is woke. Nigga have a big six at the curb, that's woke, okay? Especially if he got the fully equipped kid on it, it's woke. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yo, I had this bad bitch in town, she was woke. Had me fucked up in the head, I mean, woke. Bought the fish, diamonds, and pearls, I mean, woke. Should've seen them shit shining on the wrist. Now, money ain't a problem, see, my dough is like, Pulled out my bankroll on y'all niggas, like, Lost the boot shrimp from two tenths, like, Back and wanna peep my blueprints, I'm like, oh. Had to hit the brakes on y'all niggas, like, oh. Niggas getting both on my block, like, oh. Coming home within a half an hour, like, oh. Front like they had the manpower, like, oh. More or less, more so, I rip guitar so, I live the fast life. Come through in the park slow, like, oh. My niggas, like, dough, like, dro, nitro, my flow, nice clothes, like, oh. East Bay with cocaine, like, whoa. Now I'm Doc Strange in the range, like, whoa. 100 miles an hour switching lanes, like, whoa. Plus I'm getting brain from this chick, like, whoa. Finger near nigga asshole, like, whoa. Team floors, bitches, and bitches, like, whoa. Nine, nine, Jag, Ben's poop, like, whoa. Keep them cheese lines on your blocks, like, whoa. Grenade through your window, bitch, like, whoa. Love to see me do this shit, like, whoa. Niggas put me through this shit. Like whoa, so I'ma go toe to toe, blow for blow, like whoa, and whip guitar so 
flow, live the fast life Come through in the ball slow like whoa My niggas, like dough, like drove, nitro, my flow, nice clothes, like whoa We bag it, then flip it like whoa Cars we jack it, then strip it like whoa Full of equipment, front the back like whoa Spitting on fiends that come for crack like whoa Asking for shorts and shit, nigga, like whoa Half on this quote, now nigga, that's whoa Flow so properly, you'll see I'm woke. Ain't no stopping me, I'm deep like whoa. Guns be popping, be we creep like whoa. Hear my name in these streets is like whoa. Must I pound the concrete like whoa? Fill his bitch ass, head to feet like whoa. Your man ain't whoa. The judge ain't whoa. COs ain't whoa. POs ain't whoa. Play yourself, I get the GI Joe. DIC, K Riders ain't whoa. I rip guitar soul, live the fast life Come through in the ball slow like whoa My niggas, light dough, light troll, light troll My flow, nice clothes, like whoa Niggas getting money in VA is whoa Honey's looking right in ATL is whoa Niggas flipping homes in Chi-Town is whoa Bitches taking paper in LA is whoa Niggas stacking dough in DC is whoa P-R-D-R, hold me down like whoa in Detroit, hold me down like whoa. Niggas in New Orleans getting money is whoa. Boston and Jersey motherfuckers is whoa. Florida niggas and Philly niggas is whoa. Tampa and Texas, Cleveland is whoa. Memphis and Lil' Rock, my niggas is whoa. Panama niggas, they hold me down like whoa. My New York peoples, they hold me down like whoa. Bad boy nigga, where this bomb we whoa. Alumni bitches, where this bomb we whoa. And CSC. Motherfuckers is full. My nigga fuck out for this ball he roll. Uh. That's just how story go. Whoever I forgot on this shit is full. Alright y'all, so we're gonna wrap this up for tonight. And like I said, Pacquiao is feeling himself since his uh recent knockout win. But that uh, I don't wanna call him a bum, but he wasn't all that. But uh, you know, he's been talking a lot of stuff since his knockout victory of Lucas Matisse. And he's recently, you know, called out Floyd Mayweather for a rematch. I don't know where he's, you know, coming up with these grand illusions. Like, I don't think really people want to see that fight again. And Floyd basically called him out for it in like a tweet. He's basically like, man, I told you he was going to have a whole lot of excuses, you know. And pretty much, you know, that's what happened when he lost the fight. That's why I don't want to see a rematch. It's going to be the same thing. Pacquiao can't fight a real boxer. Okay? He gets whooped. Really, I think Marquez beat him a couple times, but you know, hey, that's me. That's why he felt he had to knock him out. You know? That that fourth time, you know, but Pacquiao needs to let it go. Like I talked about uh I think it was Saturday. I said, you know, Pacquiao, you know, he's not even really ready for the top contenders in his weight class really in all honesty like you can say what you want but you know Lucas Matisse is a flat-footed 
you know, straightforward fighter. He's a power puncher, so he doesn't really necessarily have fast hands. That's easy for somebody like Pacquiao. That's easy work. That's not somebody who's going to move. That's not somebody who's going to jab him. That's not somebody who's going to just mix it up with a lead right or anything like that. Or has any good footwork or even body work. You know, Danny Garcia has that. Keith Thurman has some of that to an extent. Errol Spence has that. And Bud Crawford has that. So unless he's fighting those guys, and I know he can't beat those guys, I'm not interested. Don't even bring up Floyd either. We already saw that, and that's the best you could do. So let it go, Manny. I'm not interested. Y'all shouldn't be either. Just saying. He's just talking shit. Anyways, another boxing news. Uh, the we got a big fight, and uh, this is a fight that does mean a lot because it's reflective of the of the of this division, this particular division in boxing right now, and uh, and well, it always has been. And uh, this weekend we got uh, Murat Gassiev, Gassiev, the IBF. Um, so yeah, the IBF cruiserweight champ as well as the WBA super champ. Uh, he's twenty six and zip. Uh, 19 and 0, uh, from Mother Russia, you know, you know, Mother Russia, you know, uh, hey, I'm not, I'm not against him. Actually, he got skills. So I'm like, that dude, I, I mess with him and, uh, Le- Dennis Lebedi. If you haven't checked those two guys out, I would, I would look those two guys up. Murat Gassiev and Dennis Lebedev. But he's going to be taking on, anyways, he's going to be taking on, uh, Alexander Usyk. Now he's from the Ukraine. A very solid boxer, I would say a boxer puncher, whereas I would say Gassiev, I want to say he's like a Terminator style, style. he kind of walks you down, puts uh, pressure on you, he doesn't necessarily move a whole lot, but at the same time he can absorb a lot of hits and he can, you know, block a little bit too. Uh, Alexander Usyk, on the other hand, is a little bit more athletic. I was, and he's, uh, by the way, he's undefeated as, as well with 14 wins, 11 knockouts. And he's also the WBO champ and the WBC champ in the cruiserweight division. Now, he's a little, like I said, he's a little bit more athletic. Uh, he gets, he works with a lot more angles. Uh, he has power in both hands, but what I like about, uh, him the most is that he can throw both hands and he knows how to score both hands. So, uh, definitely, Definitely a, a a matchup of styles. Um, I like Usyk right now, uh, just with what I've seen from him. Um, the level of competition for both fighters is high, so I can't really, you know, I don't really want to judge them based on that. So I really just want to talk. I really just, you know, at the moment, it's pretty much the eye test for me. And I think Usyk can outscore Gassiev. He can outmaneuver uh, Gassiev. I pretty much can see him taking over the ring just because of just because of his footwork and his production rate. Uh, Gassiev is a little bit of a slow starter, but again, he can bang. So it will be interesting. Uh, like I said, this will be for pretty much. This is going to be for pretty much all the marbles. If I'm not mistaken, all four of these belts are going to be up on the line. So this would pretty much determine the lineal champion. Basically, you know, if you know, if they decide to. Uh, that that whole that whole uh, organization who does that ranking and, and gives out that title they're so inconsistent. But anyways, that'll probably decide that. So basically, the you know the pretty much undisputed champion of this division here, and uh, the the also the other significance is pretty much I would say they're pretty. It's pretty much assumed that both guys. 
I would say more so the winner is more than likely going to be going to heavyweight. Uh, Usyk probably, you know, maybe even both of them uh, will end up at some point going heavyweight within the next year. I, however, don't think they should. Looking at both those guys' body size and just those their body type, I don't think they can carry over two hundred pounds. Maybe they can, but the whole thing about it is can you can you hang with the Anthony Joshua's? Can you hang with the uh, Joshua Parkers and the Deontay Wilders? I think for Usyk's sake, I think his athleticism helps him. I don't know if he hits hard enough, if he if his power will translate. For Gassiev, I definitely think he can hit. My question is, can he walk guys down? Can he and or can he cut off the ring efficiently from a heavyweight like Joshua, who's gonna give him a little bit of angles, who's gonna move a little bit? Those be my questions for the both of them. I would say the both of them should but at the same and and I think also, another problem with the cruiserweight division is it's always been a stepping stone. It's, you know, you know, a lot of the, the glory is at light heavyweight. You had Roy Jones go down, at, uh, be effective there. Also, Bernard Hopkins. You also had Virgil Hill back in the eighties, late eighties and early nineties. So you've had you've had your all stars there. And in the case of uh, Roy Jones Jr., in the case of a lot of light heavyweights. I think Evander Holyfield included. Actually, no, he went to uh, Cruiserweight as well. But again, Cruiserweight is not a weight class that people stay in for too long. But I feel it's an idea. I think if you if you have the uh, the ideal size, I would say if you if you're six if you're six three and uh, between six foot and six three, I would say if you're at or near, near two hundred, I would stay. Um, if you're anything above six four, six five, I would say you're regularly, you know, just walking around weight can be two sixty plus. I would, you know, go ahead and try heavyweight. But I mean, I think uh, there's a lot, you know, and I and I think what what draws a lot of those fighters out of that cruiserweight division is the fact that all the all stars, well, some of the all stars again. Are in the heavyweight division, and that means more money is in the heavyweight division. But if these guys were to simply stay, I think the fights will come. I think they definitely, especially in their respective spheres of the world, because we're talking about in Europe now, two European guys. Uh, you know, and that's the problem again. Another another problem with it is not a lot of diversity in that weight class. Not to say it's you know make to make it a racism thing or anything like that, but there's not like there's a um, an American champion or a top American contender in that division or a top uh, Latino fighter or an Asian fighter or just a fighter in general that I would say that, you know, I would say become a household name. Because at some point in time, you know, Anthony Joshua, uh, fighters like Deontay Wilder, they'll make their, their name, you know, their name will go around the sports circuit a little bit. A lot of these cruiserweight guys, that's not going to happen. But I think if those guys were to stay, uh, you get a lot more talent coming up there. You get a lot more fights going down at that weight class. We'll see that happening, which is going to lead me to my final uh, point of discussion here. I don't like I don't like uh, boxing matches being streamed. I don't want them to be put on these streaming apps. I don't like that ESPN Plus shit. I think uh boxing and there's just certain things that we watch on tv that i think 
streaming just takes away from. Um, I think definitely the full the I think you want the the full promotion of the network, not no streaming app. You don't want this to be some niche, you know. And that's what I feel like they're making a sport. They're making it like a niche type of thing. No. Let's keep this is, you know, this is a sport that Floyd Mayweather and Manny Pacquiao made a seven hundred million dollar fight off of. This is not something that needs to be confined to some ESPN app. What we need to stop doing a lot of and it comes down to the promoters, really, is stop is stop is stop fucking over the fans. Put on the fights that people want to see. And you could put that on TV. You could put that on pay-per-view. And we'll buy the motherfucking fight. Don't put this shit on apps like you're giving away for you doing the, giving us a favor. Because in reality, we're not watching that shit. We're not watching that app. We don't even have that. A lot of us don't even have those apps like that. Don't play yourselves. I think it's entirely disrespectful because I think the fighters deserve the full backing and full support and full publicity that comes from being on an actual network whether it be hbo whether it be showtime whether it be espn with the pbc his name needs to be put out there that's what that's what makes the that's what makes the fans like the fighters they need to see these fighters in action they need to be able to see what these fighters can do they need to develop you know a personality they need to develop that charisma for the fans how do you do that if we don't see you on tv how do we see that if we got to get an app do something extra like get an app to watch you that's ridiculous boxing so boxing officials not necessarily officials but promoters stop being lazy this is coming from a fan i'm not watching nothing on no app put out some quality boxing and at least if you if if you really want to if you really want to be cheaper but put it on espn and that way it'd be easier. But make sure they're good fighters that we, or, you know, good fighters that we like. And stop playing around. We know, you know what we want to see. So stop dilly-daddling boxing promoters and managers. You know, we want to see the action. We don't want to be looking at an app. You know, this is for my boxing fans, of course. But I think for any sport, I, you would not, you would not. How would you feel? If they streamed the NBA Finals on an app specifically, and that's all, come on, they streamed a welterweight title fight. That's disrespectful. Manny Pacquiao, y'all stream Manny Pacquiao, and y'all stream my brother Terrence Crawford not too long ago when he fought Bud Crawford. That's disrespectful. That's disrespectful. These are title fights. Y'all wouldn't stream the fucking Super Bowl. Fuck out of here. Oh, you can watch Super Bowl if you got the ESPN Plus. You think you could get away? Get the fuck away from me with that. That's whoever agreed to that. That sucks. That's poor promotion. That's poor promotion. I don't like that. Anyways, y'all, uh, we're going to make it a wrap for tonight. Um, tomorrow we'll be back. Um, we'll probably have definitely, of course, like I said, the war on the street. I wanted to do another Trump fact, uh, some, another Trump fact check. So we're going to have another one of those and, um, whatever news we come across, we're going to present it to y'all. So at least whatever news I come across, excuse me, phrase that cause I do this, excuse me. So whatever news I come across, we're going to present it. Of course, we're going to have some. 
Um, you know, I don't, I can't predict it. So just know I'm going to be here tomorrow. All right, y'all. Peace out.